Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it. It's Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 62, all brought to you by Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com, and Hard Ice Vodka Freezies. So, Hoyt and I, admittedly, we're not in the same room together. He's actually working on a, a portion of the Chuck and Churn Off show. I get to step away for a couple minutes. But we were guests, actually, on a podcast last night uh, at Gratic Sports. You can follow the guys, Billy Lindahl, uh, Coach Nick, and Matt Skinner. They've It's the second time I've done that podcast. It was the first for Hoyt. And it started off normally where we just did some general draft talk. And then it turned into the insanity of answering questions about the audio fun bag. And since Hoyt and I don't typically interview ourselves on our own podcast, we decided to air this as kind of a behind the scenes of what happens on the podcast. Take a listen. Hope you enjoy this week's edition. And now joined via Zoom by the man, the myth, the legend, front office host, Carlos Medina of 680 The Fan. Los. Last year, we, we got a hand on your... your wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We're not just going to start just like that, because let's face it, I've heard that the apple butter is like, in slang terms, country crack. I need a little bit of this to happen, okay? Somebody got to make this happen for me, too. Let me, let me see if I can and drive up to the battery and get you some, all right? Sounds good. <laughs> uh, last year, when we talked to you, we, we had your off-season, or your draft guide in our hands when we were talking, um, and... I, I saw a tweet earlier in the week that you said the draft guide should be out here coming this week, which is the week before the draft. But I wanted to ask you, I know that I, listeners of 680 The Fan have, have listened to you for, for a while talk about how Justin Fields is is a fit, but there's also just so many different options at four, especially with now what San Francisco did at three. If you're Terry Fontenot and you're starting this off, what are you going with right now? I'm going with the quarterback. And, and the reason why you only get an opportunity as a general manager to select yourself, typically two coaches, and if you're very lucky, two quarterbacks. We're, we're seeing this right now in Chicago. Ryan Pace bet on Mitchell Trubisky, didn't work out. He's on to his next quarterback. He's on to his next coach. It's kind of the nature of what happens. But if you don't get it right, and I did this as a front office low segment uh, probably about a week ago. Every single general manager, and we're talking about guys, I think the numbers were something like 14 of the 32 general managers have changed in the last three years. Wow. The guys that get their picks right but don't get a quarterback still get fired. 
So for instance, when Patrick Mahomes gets selected 10th overall on a big trade up, every single general manager in that area who even made the right pick, they got fired because they didn't select the quarterback. And so th that is that, uh, that slippery slope that I think that you're in when you're at fourth overall, there's only one player that can keep you from being fourth overall, hopefully for the next decade, that's going to be Matt Ryan and the next quarterback that you get. So that's, that typically is the direction for me. The value is there. I think about a team like Washington, they made the right choice last year. My top overall player was chase young. How much better would they be if it was Justin Herbert? They'd be a nightmare to deal with. And so they're still looking for a quarterback. They're signing the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world and trying to make it go from there. And something, and I don't mean to cut you off, Coach, because I know you've got questions for him. Something that I heard you, you talk about this week was the fact that if you're in any kind of trade discussions with any teams right now to moving out of the Ford four, it could be draft picks that you want to get. Or you could start with, like you mentioned earlier in the week on the, on the station, if Washington's calling Atlanta, I'm starting with Chase Young and a draft pick. And, and you said that. Also, I can't remember who else you said for uh, with with Denver moving up to nine, but having having that option of of adding a player and a draft pick to, to move up to the fourth spot. If Denver calls me, and that's one of the QB needy teams. There are QB desperate teams. We saw what San Francisco did, how much they gave up to move up with Miami. Dallas won't do that because they're not quarterback desperate. They'd be doing it for a for a Kyle Pitts or some other fun weapon. They're not gonna you're not gonna get the ransom there. The Washingtons of the world, uh, the Denvers of the world, the New Englands of the world. I'm starting off, if I get a phone call from Denver, I would say, okay, it's Bradley Chubb, your first round pick, and next year's one. How bad do you want the quarterback? And we're going to have that talk from there. If it's Washington, it's Chase Young, it's next year's one, and your, your pick at, uh, I believe they're 17 or 19. All right, that's what we're doing. How badly do you want this? That That's what you get to do. And if, and if they say no, oh, too bad. You then get to draft the next good quarterback or Kyle Pitts, the second best player in this draft. It's, it's a win-win situation all the way around. Right. So uh, not front office Coach White here, just Coach White. Uh, hey, Coach. <laughs> question, question for me. I've, I've taken a stance on our podcast over the last couple of weeks with the quarterback situation because the Falcons have hitched their wagon, so to speak, to Matt Ryan with all the cap space he's going to be taking up uh, in, the, in the near future. If the Falcons are going to be competitive right now, adding that – and this is me, this is my perspective – adding that quarterback doesn't do that. Okay, because it, it, it's you got a guy on the bench. He's going to develop. He's going to be good. I'm I'm a, I'm a guy that's a fan of taking a guy like Kyle Pitts at number four because it gives your current quarterback, who you're paying a lot of money to, another weapon to stretch the field with a with a offensive group that's getting it a low, little bit older. And I am a defensive guy. We'll talk a little defense later. I got a lot of defensive stuff I want to throw at you. But what are your thoughts about taking Kyle Pitts there as the four? And why why are you leaning to go quarterback even with that quarterback in the fold? Oh, a couple reasons, Coach, and uh, I'm not really fence-sitting here because I do believe that if the Falcons can find themselves three more points per game, that's the magic number. you got to get to 28. If you're at 28, you're a team that's going to go to the playoffs. All nine teams last year that averaged 28 points per game made it to the playoffs. There's been one team in the past five years that averaged 28 points per game that didn't. That was Tampa Bay when they had all those crazy turnovers from Jameis Winston. So – I, I can make the argument for go get me the special weapon that makes you better offensively. I can definitely do that with Kyle Pitts. But for the long term, where your team is headed, yes, I'm married to the quarterback this year. I'm married to him next year. But next year, at least I can take some of the cap hit and, tr and make him, I can trade him for picks. And now I've guaranteed myself at least a chance 
of having that guy on the roster ready to go a la Patrick Mahomes, how he was set up for the same thing in Kansas City. Remember, Kansas City, they were an 11-5 football team that realized, all right, we're at the end of it with Alex Smith. He's not that dynamic guy to take us over the top. We got to go get one. We'd be making this move saying, I've got a 36 going on 37-year-old quarterback. They ain't getting better. All right, they're going 7-9 and nine and 4-12 and 12 with him. Why don't we clear the cap space? Let's have a, a plan for the next young dynamic guy. What do you see if the Fal- What can the Falcons possibly get for trading back? Uh, how many picks do you think they can actually get for their pick right then, right now? Typically, it's been about three picks. It's been their pick plus a, at least another. Uh, of, and again, it, the quarterback has a quarterback premium. You're going to get next year's number one from somebody. You'll typically pick up a number two or a number three, depending on how far you fall. I guess I would just point out this. We had the same argument in 2008. And there was a yep. good amount of people in the city that said, Glenn Dorsey's the guy. Glenn Dorsey's the guy. Glenn Dorsey could have been Warren Sapp reincarnated, and it wouldn't have mattered in comparison to going with Matt Ryan, <laughs> who's been, again, a good quarterback, one season a great quarterback, but just a good quarterback, a solid quarterback. The same thing. Remember, Darren McFadden went right behind, and people were like, man, Darren McFadden, if we only had Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden ran for 1,000 <laughs> yards like twice in his career, okay? You, you, did, you made the right pick. And so a good quarterback – will always trump a great tight end, a great corner, uh, a great left tackle, a great defensive end. That's that's why when the value's there and you typically can't get a quarterback with any kind of value at 15 or 20, you got to typically take him in the top 10 these days. Follow the podcast Spark on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the podcast part. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. Let's move over to Matt Chernoff. No, let's not. We're done. Who, during uh, our days when we head over to the Sports X, decides that all level of professional decorum goes out the window. It's a lot more loosey-goosey time. Yeah, you decided to... Well, I'll just say you bomb the entire studio multiple times. TV that's out, like his outdoor TV. That's nice. So I can be smoking a heater outside watching one game and still see the other game. No, I looked at one of these Sunbright TVs and doing some surround sound and doing something out there, but it still doesn't solve the multi-TV option. What kind of TV? (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) Who was what? That was loud. (laughs) Like, that was audible. That was audible. (laughs) Turn off. What? I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I'm sorry you're trapped in there with him. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about Chuck going in the control room. Oh. <laughs> uh, we are we are joined by front office lows of, of 680 The Fan and the Audio Fun Back Podcast. Hoy is with us as well, and Hoyt is bored. <gasps> bored poopless essentially uh I'm not bored i'm playing my baseball game we're all good this is what he does every day guys he as soon as the show calms down for a few minutes he is on some sort of wizard game or castle building game or baseball game and this is what he does all day no it's just when you all talk sports i'm like okay i'll find something else all right i was i was expecting to come on and say hold on i got a toot but i guess not <laughs> i will i will ask this wait and and since you were there on saturday we we talked about the g day game last podcast uh and coach was saying that he was wanting to focus on on the secondary because that was the biggest transition that he felt needed for Georgia. How do you think the secondary fared? Uh, I mean, I know that JT Daniels threw for over 300 yards, but how do you think the secondary fared for Georgia? 
All right, let's put this out there. JT's going to throw for 300 on just about every <laughs> team he goes up against this year, so don't use that as the standard. No um, facts. <laughs> it's it's spring, man. It's it's tough, and you've got a hell. You got a running back competing in Lavoisier Carroll back there for the corner position. Um, I don't even know what you can take out of G Day. I know it's talented. I know with Keely Ringo, one of your like, think back to what we've just had in general at Georgia. You had. Dom Sanders playing in the secondary. You had Baker. Baker was a three-star guy coming out of high school. What I know about Kirby is somehow he's recruiting guys at an even higher level than he was. Um, And that's with Tyreek leaving the program. That's with Stokes going and Campbell going. And you've got higher caliber guys. They're all just inexperienced. But if I'm going to be anything in this league, I'm okay being inexperienced in the secondary. And that's weird to say. Because I got to score 38 to 45 points a game just to win now in college football. And my corners don't win me games offensively. My wide receivers do, and that's where the depth is now at Georgia. So I don't know what to take out of it. I know you're going to have one of the nastiest front sevens in all of college football. And if we know anything eases it up a little bit on the secondary, it's having a hell of a front seven to get after the quarterback. Coach is going to need some apple butter when he hears you can't win without scoring 38 or 45 points. Communism. The red scare. That's not the era I grew up in. I, I enjoy a good like 9-6 LSU Alabama oh, what game. A great I promise game. I do, but I've had to change too. Kirby's had to change. Everybody's had to change. Well, the RPO, and I think Pat I Fitzgerald from, from Northwestern nailed it. I mean, it's communism. It's the worst thing it, to ever happen. It is communism. Until, um, but until, you know what? Until they let the offensive linemen keep going down the damn field, yep, nothing's going to change. Right. And the front seven <laughs> will help the secondary, I think, in the league. Because when you talk about the SEC, there's not a lot of experience coming back at quarterback in the league. So that does Boom. help the University of Georgia. But they don't open the season against, you know, one of those teams. They open the season who is replacing their quarterback, right? Hey, but they you, do open it up. Go did, ahead. Tell me y'all saw the article from the Clemson I guy. Did. That I did. Uh-huh. I did. that article <laughs> we have a, we have a history there yeah <laughs> put it this way there's been some some late night uh i would just say i would say drunken tweets but there's no, they some, were drunken I, tweets i was drunk i tweeted <laughs> okay. I, I took part in it too i remember one time i was like dude because he was at the time he was pretty angry about not getting a raise at where he was working i flat out told him because he was he was crapping on our station even though he actually had his resume sitting on the desk of our boss we'd all seen it before um, I flat out told him, I go, I go, dude, there's not one person I work with that has cost you that raise. I was like, that's your own management. That's your own ownership. So I don't get where you're coming from here. We're all actually on the same team, but I don't think he ever got that. And Lo, something that I, I brought up when I'm doing my research for the podcast, I, I, I kind of go to Reddit and I know this is a terrible place to go, but especially for, for a non porn hub, <laughs> for a non Georgia fan, I I'd like I go to go to, to, to Reddit to find out what Georgia fans are talking about. Right. So I, I saw a post last week on Georgia, on Georgia's wide receiving core and how they're the best in the, in the nation. And he said, he'll take it to court. And I, I came in there and I said, I respectfully disagree only because have you seen what Ohio State is bringing in every single year, especially with that wide receiver coach that has well, just the, been stupid? It, listen, they, they could be the best wide receiver group in the nation. The fact is they don't play football that way. That's why everyone raves about what goes on at Ohio State or Clemson or Oklahoma and now at Alabama until Georgia does change and says, Hey, we're going to open this up a little bit more. 
you're never going to be able to show off the talent. It'll well, always be a one-off of AJ Green or somebody along those lines. But I think they're moving more towards opening I was it up. Gonna a say, more, so we'll to, be, see. to be fair, uh, looking at the la- obviously it's small sample size and the, t- the 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 games Georgia played on the back end of their season last year were not against the juggernauts. But to be fair, when you see Monken and his system opening it up, when you see JT Daniels throwing for you know when we played Mississippi State, Georgia fans thought we we're just going to walk out there and run the ball down their throat and be done. Well, that's not what happened. <laughs> JT Daniels threw for almost 400 yards right there. That that night and handled business so i think they're moving to that direction and and if g day does tell us anything yeah georgia's gonna throw the message because not only did jt daniels have a good game but carson beck threw for a few hundred yards in that game as well vandergriff came out there and georgia's gonna open it up offensively because i understand i mean they've got strengths on the offensive side of the football you're you're three deep four deep at running back but you've got wide receivers everywhere too and now you've got a guy who understands some west coast philosophy and i know that's an old school 80s term but some west coast philosophy and understands how to move the ball to the sidelines but vertical passing game has absolutely uh gotten better at the university of georgia so i do think uh georgia is going to have one of the best wide receiver rooms uh in the country this year and don't get caught up in the narrative by the way everybody forgets you played cincinnati in that bowl game and jt daniels did that against a top 10 defense in college football last cincinnati year. was so one of my favorite was, teams in college football last year as much as it was the four worst teams on georgia's schedule to end their season he also put up numbers in the bowl game against cincinnati we're joined by front office Lowe's and Brian Hoyt of the Audio Fun Bag podcast and 680 The Fan. Uh, <laughs> Hoyt, I will tell you this, man. It it has been, as a fan of 680 for as long as I have been, uh, having you back on the station after you took that little hiatus has been... I went to rehab. Uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been fantastic to hear you back. And, he hasn't quit shirt, heroin, though. God bless it. He's got the shirt on, Los. <laughs> That's the one I, I bought, I, too. Listen, it, it took us like three weeks to get on. I'm telling you, we did the same thing. Our supplier was like, it's coming. I'm like, all right, we'll see. All right. So I, I told this the story on the, on the podcast last week, but I got to tell you guys because you guys are a little bit... I know you guys aren't really Atlanta fans, but you guys will understand this. I had a Kent Herbeck moment happen at my son's little league game a couple of weeks ago. And the umpire looked at me and said, who who's Kent Herbeck? Who the hell is Kent Herbeck? And I realized how old I am. And I didn't realize that I got to that point, but somehow I did. I have an eight year old or a seven year old. And now I I'm talking about Kent Herbeck from the 91 world series and, and, <laughs> this umpire who's supposed to be, you know, an umpire. Cry, cry me a river, millennial. <laughs> no, here, here's, okay, this is a really good broadcasting point. Um, so I had one of the great all-time guys. I had Bruce Gilbert. He was my first programming director at the Ticket in Dallas. And he had he left a little statement for us, a little memo. And it said, try asking a, and this is at the time, it was like anybody who was like 20 to 24 about Larry Bird. And the funny part was, as a joke, I went on campus with my microphone and started asking different people, different names off the, off the list. And most of my classmates had no idea who I was talking about. And so it's really hard because there's times where I want to say, Hey, he runs around like Michael Vick. Michael Vick hasn't been running around a football field for the better part of 15 or 20 years. You have to update everything to, he runs like Lamar Jackson. He runs like Kyler Murray. He runs, <laughs> otherwise it doesn't make sense to, to, to your own, your younger mm. audience. It's crazy. Should we not just take time and educate these guys? <laughs> oh, they don't have enough time for education. Let's, I mean, I would tell them, grow them up. Let's yeah, grow them up. With you. I was born in 95. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. 
Yeah, and coach coach obviously teaches high school, so it's it's always the molding of young minds that uh, I always. Oh, my favorite thing is the LeBron Jordan debate. That's my favorite thing. It's 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 like taking candy from a bunch of LeBron babies. It's very it's 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 fun. (laughs) What is the joke in the movie? He's like he's got six rings. That's all he ever talks about. That's all I need to talk about. (laughs) That's the only argument you ever make. It's the only only argument I need. Uh, so I, I do have to ask you guys because you guys started the podcast a little bit before we did. Obviously, you have, a, you yeah, have we're transcendent. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, we're, we're a little and, bit. Ahead. And if I remember correctly, you guys in your first podcast you talked about the coronavirus, and this was in December <laughs> of 2019. 2019 in December, we go. Oh, by the way, there's a uh, there's a pandemic starting in in uh, China. We'll see you in a few months. <laughs> I mean, and of course, it was so much of our podcast, like we, we do talk about sports, but a lot of it is just kind of comedy and silliness. And that was the way we ended a segment. And that ended up being the thing for about, oh, I don't know, the next 90 days. They were like, how did you guys know? I'm like, I don't know. We we look at weird stuff. Like, I, read a, I read a story on bitches eating bats. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, kind of how it goes. You know, Hoyt's, like, Hoyt's like, so how did they get it? It was like sex with a bat. I was like, no, nah, I think they ate it. Why would you eat a bat? You wouldn't eat a bat. <laughs> You're not Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, that, that video of the marketplace in Wuhan, though, is one of the sickest videos I think I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Speaking well, of, you know, what it is? Know? It's, it's a temple of doom that comes to real life. Like, you're actually like, oh, look, it's monkey heads. Here's what they're doing. This is great. Did you know that there was a there's a Post Malone song that has Ozzy Osbourne in it? And people and kids are literally tweeting at them saying, who's this Ozzy Osbourne person? He needs to have his own career. And I'm I'm just like, what the hell? But here's the millennial factor. Like you talked about not knowing Kent Herbeck. I didn't know who the hell Ozzy Osbourne was till they came out with the Osbournes, the TV show. Uh, You're my age. How did you not know? Uh, I went through a rough period where I kind of blacked out for like 10 years. <laughs> lived in his car. We, we refer to this as the Isuzu right. rodeo years. Oh, I heard I heard right. on the last podcast you, talking about Hoyt living out of his car. That was fantastic. Does the Isuzu not, a not have a radio? Does that have a radio? <laughs> well, I, don't know. I, I had a radio. I listen to talk radio. But, <laughs> but no, but no, coach. He plugged in his fan to his friend's house. He had a long extension cord plugged into a fan into his car. So he didn't let his car. can't sleep without a fan. You try living in your car in right. Georgia summer. Yeah. And the sun comes up at six o'clock. It gets hot as shit in there. Yes, I was like, how am I? I'm not going to run my car all night because I was in high school. I didn't have any money, so I wasn't going to waste gas. So I used an extension cord. So how has like the success it. of the Audio Fun Bag podcast changed anything for management? I mean, obviously, when you guys had it, I don't think the po- the podcast park was around, was it? And, and all of a sudden, you guys bring the AFB podcast. I know, welcome to Matlanta's podcast. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, now we have the podcast park. So how has that just grown and grown and grown? Because I know it's Matt and I listen to it religiously. I mean, we'll, we built it. We'll, we'll, we built it all. <laughs> we'll, we just we'll needed an outlet to screw. We just needed an outlet to screw around, and we were like, "Well, let's maybe, just." Maybe do we it should tell the them. So Hoyt and I are, are subbing in because we have some people that are taking some time off. Like Hudson's going to go carry, uh, going to go cover a, a college football game. So we're changing the lineup, messing it around for Friday. So what is it? It'll be home team and Buck that'll be in that time slot. Joe Hammond and Buck. The, Joe Hammond Buck and Hoyt and I will be doing one to three on Friday. So at least the podcast park and this has, has allowed management to say, okay, let's nice. let them let's let them sub in now and then. Because here's the thing. I- 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. This is uh, this is Buck Baloo, and I was working with Buck uh, one day, probably about seven or eight months ago, and there was a story of a, a boxer that we all know who had passed away. And Buck decided to take it a certain direction. And we're going to lead with some very sad news. Purnell Sweet P. Whitaker, world title Hall of Fame boxer, hit by a car in Virginia Beach last night, passes away at 55 years young. That was one of those guys that 20 years ago in boxing, every big event involved him. He was that good of a defensive fighter. He was a a professional boxer from 1984 to 2001, and I don't believe anybody's hit him flush yet. No. Well, besides the car. No. Baker Mayfield in the news. (laughs) Oh, no. We run out of time? Well, guys, this is important. This is where we have to stop the podcast again and tell you it's important to buy some McCassie's jelly so that we can upgrade Zoom into the Zoom <laughs> Pro so, so that we don't lose our wonderful guests from the ATL. Better get that jelly. That's get it. the apple butter. Get it, baby. Get it. I, I'm going to have to make that trip up to the battery. The next time I go to a Braves game, I'm just going to have to be like knocking on 680's doors and be like, Lowe's, come get your apple butter. <laughs> oh guys the apple butter's here i gotta go <laughs> two outs bottom of the night wait a minute wait a minute somebody got some toast <laughs> wait we already made the comment that uh we're just too poor to have a uh, zoom pro so that's, that's why it. i got I was about cut to off. say did somebody not pay their cell phone bill? <laughs> again, again buy the jelly man buy the jelly <laughs>
I, I think I left off at so here's the thing, and it was like the greatest tease ever. And yeah. just dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. I didn't even want to do a show with Los or anything else. And I think we started on a Saturday doing college football shows with a, it was, it was Los and Cellini. And I was producing Matt's NBC show on Saturday. I'd get done at like 1130 there until one there at sports and social drinking, doing a show. And I just walk over and I put on the headsets and I'd be like, so you guys talking college football? <laughs> and like three weeks after doing that, I think management just thought I was on the show and started paying me for it. And I was like, this is cool. It was an excuse for him to get a beer is what it was. He'd come over and grab a beer and, and his wife would be like, Brian, why don't you come home? Oh, there, there, there it is. is. Show. There it is. Show. We were waiting on that. <laughs> Brian. Brian, please. So, <laughs> and so that's how it all, that's how the Audio Fun Bag podcast kind of began. So you got you to actually go to to Miss Lisa Hoyt and say, can you possibly fund uh, our, our Zoom Pro? And she might be like, <laughs> she might step up. You never know. Hoyt with those three car garages. Um, <laughs> the What is your favorite? I have to ask this because a lot of people will, but what is your favorite drop that you have that you can play? Oh, that I, can. <laughs> I know there's a few and we've heard this before but i know there's a few that you can't play because uh chuck will just won't let you but yeah chuck is asked they'd be deleted what chuck doesn't know is i'll like hit delete and i've got it six other places why are why my, it's like when i hide my porn in high school and my mom would find it and she'd be like is that all of it yeah mom that's all of it there's none under the bed or in my desk or in the closet that's all the porn i promise um Lowe's is big on this dragon kick right now. Oh, the, the, oh, and you want to tell the story about how we get a hold of those? He's doing his reads no, ahead no, of time. It's Chuck ahead of time yeah, in Chuck, another studio. It's Chuck doing his reads ahead of time, but it's like what you don't hear on the podcast is like, I got this phlegm buildup shit in my throat, and Chuck's getting his out too, but he records his or leaves his mic on when he does it. I'll at least hit the mute button like now. <laughs> right. But but Chuck Why are we not recording this video? <laughs> Chuck makes it sound like there's because we a don't demon. have the pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chuck makes it sound like there's a demon escaping from his his gut. And so he always jokes around about oh, I can't believe you guys messed around with it to make me sound that way. I'm like, no, dude, that is what comes out of you. It it's it sounds like he's some sort of gargoyle. So, I, so I, it wasn't the dragon at the uh, at Vegas, right? that's a different dragon that's a dinosaur dinosaur Dinosaur. Dinosaur. i I honestly think the best one that i've heard and i billy got me listen to it i think about episode 48 or 49 um but the best one i can remember uh, the best drop uh i can't remember uh who it was it might have been buck um he was talking to uh an analyst or something and somebody had just died uh somebody had just died or i can't remember what what it was about but uh he said like rest in peace or whatever and chuck just went like straight into the interview whoever it was no it's chuck, no that's that's the uh, the famous uh chuck line that hoyt's wearing right now right Y'all got, got a new football, football coach, coach over there? there. Yeah, y'all got a new. Yeah, that's right. Y'all got a new football coach over there. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck Oliver. It was on the regional show. I was producing it at the time. We bring on the bring on this guy who does Louisville football. And what happens is I always I always text with the guys and say, Hey, looking to have you on at Tuesday at whatever time, Thursday at whatever time. And he was like, Yeah, sure. So I had no indication that what he'd been dealing with, and Chuck didn't either. So when Chuck brings him on 
and trying to get an update from him, you know, he goes and says, yeah, I had a personal life, you know, personal issue, lost yeah. granddad. <laughs> and immediately, like, there's this weird pause. And Chuck is in a different room at the time. We couldn't see each other in the old building. We couldn't see each other. So I'm sitting there in the control room. It's dead quiet. I don't know if Chuck has just stopped broadcasting entirely. Chuck is in another room. He can't see me. He's completely stunned. And that's when you get the... Y'all got a new football coach. Oh my God. There was no, this is a funny thing. Like I I did, I've been listening to the podcast since episode one and I've eventually gotten Matt onto it. And, and there was one episode. I I can't remember. I think it was one of the bigger ones where you, you found all the audio from 2015 or something. Yeah. Really mean. He said (laughs) there was one, there was one piece of audio. I don't remember what the hell was said, but he said something. He's like, Sandra can't say that. You can't say that on the radio. And like, he's sending me this in big capital text, you know? (laughs) And I was just dying because I was like, she did the, she was trying to say do business because she's big on doing business with the locals local so she's folks. trying to say do business with local folks and instead she goes do business with local folks uh folks and, <laughs> and nerney didn't she dump said it. it yeah yeah nerney didn't dump it so i think nerney wasn't paying attention there, there's times where and, and you guys know this like your partner is talking on the air your partner's doing the the, the podcast and you're looking around for something or you're working on something and so you don't hear every single word perfectly well when you get to a commercial break, that's oftentimes where any of our engineers start working on other things. They figure, okay, the, the live read has started. I can work on this real quick. As soon as she's done, I'll fire back to commercial break. Who's going to drop an F-bomb during a live commercial? Who's going to drop an F-bomb during a live commercial? And so, yeah, it got out over the air. <laughs> the buck rest in peace comes from, it was Pernell Whitaker was the boxer that passed away. That's right. Um, I, I actually That yeah, was with, that was with Hoy, or Lowe's, right? That was yeah. Lowe's. I, he and, he did it as a story, yeah. And he's talking about how <laughs> Pernell, they, they could never hit Pernell. Nobody ever hit Pernell. He he was never be hit clean. And there's like a good like four second layout, and he's like, Well, except for the car. Because <laughs> he, he got hit, he got hit by, by a car, a car and died. Ways. Yeah. And then there's like a layout, everybody's like, yeah. Oh my god, he just died. You know, no, Buck no. just goes, rest in peace. Nobody's ever hit him clean. <laughs> Didn't he go right into Clemson right after that too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about Clemson football. Yeah. There, there was that one. And there was the, the Tiger Woods moment that he did with the, he did with John that always, you know, still makes me laugh where he, John is explaining to him that Tiger has like a, the serious back injury and he's dealing with this and, and, you know, he's laid up in the car and Buck just goes, why can't he get out of the car? And it was this <laughs> weird moment where you realize they're having two completely different conversations. Uh, and at that point, I'm like, okay, this is this is audio fun bag. This is a wonderful moment. All right. Our thanks uh, to 680 The Fans, Brian Hoyt and uh, Carlos Medina for joining us. This this has been a blast, guys. And and I can't wait to see Matt just try to, to edit as much as this as, as he can. Because Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you know what our motto is podcast? right here at the station, community radio at its best, and my boss would not like the big E uh, right next to the podcast. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part of when we finish up our podcast. I always have to scroll down. I'm like, like here it is again, Hoyt. Explicit. Explicit. <laughs> <laughs> But y'all do such a great job, and uh, we appreciate getting listened to, to y'all's great stuff. And um, 
we'll do this again sometime soon for sure. And hopefully the Falcons don't screw up, even though they will. Well, they'll find well, a way. Things not to hold your breath for. But I do want to tell you guys personally, thank you as well. Enjoyed talking a little bit of football with you. And I'll say this about Billy. He lights up like a little kid at Christmas when he gets to talk with you guys. So uh, you made his day. I think he peed his pants just a little. It's, it's, all, it's always fun. I'll tell you this. Um, I, I was glad we were able to get the football talk out of the way because then we got to have all the really crazy fun stuff. <laughs> That's why we tried to do it first and then move on to the other stuff. <laughs> All right, our thanks to uh, Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Hoyt, take us out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> upgrade your Skype, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>
could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.